Blog Talk Radio. There's no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> Good man, Lord of Time. Which direction we are going? Narekio Camino. It would have been DWI. A tipping point. Good evening, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. It is once again time for the tipping point. Our guest tonight will be Austin Theory, and we will also discuss the nominees for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. I am Stephen Platinum, and joining me, as always, is the venerable, hardest-working man in wrestling journalism, except for maybe Dave Meltzer, but he mostly (laughs) writes about MMA now anyway, Larry Goodman. Larry, how you doing? I'm doing well. Looking forward to the uh, heading to Chicago for the... uh, holiday week. Um, how about yourself? How are you doing? I'm doing great. So you're going to be in Chicago. Are you going to see any wrestling while you're there? Well, you know, I finally might make AAW because the show they have apparently is in a big enough venue that they're selling general admissions and it doesn't look like it's going to sell out. It must be a big place. So okay. I think I might actually make it to AAW for the first time, which I've been wanting to do because I know their shows are just off the charts for talent and off who, the show, you know, every show is said to be fantastic. So I really want to get there. Who is on the bill that, uh, that people would know? Oh, you know, I haven't even looked at this one to see, um, this is their tournament. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, maybe in the shows in progress, I can give some of that info, but yeah. Um, I mean, okay. they, they've got always got such great talent that it does almost doesn't matter what show you go to. They're all, they're all tremendous. Um, so, yeah, that should be good. Well, and, you know, I've been to any wrestling because of the uh, weather situation, um, and I did not make it out to the um, QT Marshall show. Um, and we'll, we'll talk I, about – go ahead. Oh, yeah, I said we're going to talk about the night the lights went out in Hartsfield <laughs> Airport and what that did <laughs> to the Mucha Lucha show. Top yeah. dollar yeah. – not top talents, and uh, that's going to be definitely interesting to hear about. Yeah, that's that's going to be problematic for sure. Um, so yeah, I didn't haven't been out to anything lately because of the because of the weather, and I'm glad I didn't make it out to Mucha Lucha because um, that would have been uh, I would have not have been a happy person with that with with that situation. Definitely, How long definitely. did that show end up being? Five freaking hours long because they were waiting for so, the yeah, to get we, there. While we're waiting for Mr. Theory to call in, uh, uh, we might as well jump into it. Yeah, the show ran sure. five hours long and evidently had five matches or so over the course of that five hours. Because the big stars, uh, Nicho and uh, 666 and Bestia 666, were all stuck. Uh, trying to get into the Atlanta airport and didn't arrive at the building until 8:45. Yeah. 
And so they wound up, and they didn't have their gear because of all the problems with the, with the airport. And so they wound up adjusting and, I guess, making it a three-way where they sort of, I guess, ran in to the situation late and you sort of improvised so the, the fans did get to see them. Um, however, I mean, when you're charging $35 for adults and $20 for kids, Ooh. and um, the report I got was that attendance was down for this show separate from any other issues. It was not what it has been. I mean, I know that they've got a very loyal fan base that will, you know, has supported them greatly, but at what point for those kind of prices do people say, you know, I don't know about this? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's tough all around. And of course they couldn't do anything about no. Hartsford. They, they can't do anything about that, but what they could do something about is the fact that I don't know. Can't you just, uh, it, again, it just seems like if they play this game of running everything right along the edge and again, one thing goes wrong and it all just goes to hell. And it sounds like they didn't adapt very well. Um, five matches, five hours. Oh God. I mean, I know it's a nightmare scenario. I've been there before where the sort of headline act uh, was going to get there late. So I had to you know, <laughs> improvise on the fly. I mean, I, I think any promoter that's been doing it for a while has had to deal with situations like that, but didn't sound like they handled it very well. And are no, just that, took advantage of an, took advantage of a, of a loyal fan base too, which is always disappointing. That is the other part of the report I got is that you know, yes, they were trying to make the best of a bad situation, but they didn't necessarily, as you said, adapt very quickly or well to the situation, and um, it was kind of a cluster. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, for example, and again, it's the situations aren't quite comparable, but I mean, the the night of the the Platinum Classic was born, which is our strange like six person uh, tournament. Um, that happened as a result of you know, like it froze, like Atlanta froze over, and we were doing those late night shows um, on Friday nights. And it's like, okay, I got six guys here. What am I going to do? And so on the fly, we sort of created the Platinum Classic Tournament, which is, you know, three three first-round matches. The losers of those matches then go in a three-way, so that's the wild card so they can get back in the tournament. Another round of the remaining four, and then the finals. And, um, I mean, we just – we figured it out. We made it work. And I, I think it's one of those things that that audience came to like about PCW, which is, I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. Right. I mean, like the roads are frozen. So almost nobody can get there, but the show went on anyway, we figured it out. And then a star was born. That was the night where Vandal got so over in the first round. I just told him, if you just keep that up, you're going to win this damn thing. Like, you know, it's just, um, and that's what you do. It sounds like Lucha's answer was just basically stretching things out and then having kind of weird run-ins. And then you just do a kind of a clustery looking six man at the end. And I don't know, not a lot there to hang your hat on. If you're a fan who waited through all, especially a kid, could you imagine the poor child that sat there for five hours? Oh, they would never want to watch wrestling again. I would think. 
Um, just got a message from Mr. Theory. He's got a connection problem uh, from where he is, so he's going to keep trying to call in because he's not coming up on the switchboard. Uh, so okay, we're, well, he's going to continue to try. On, we'll, he, uh, we'll pass you know, on, of course. Speaking of those kind of problems, and not that it was at this magnitude, but I remember the night you had Davey Richards coming in from St. Mm-hmm. Louis with Kyle O'Reilly and I someone else in the car. And Tony Cadena, right. Yeah, was it like some sort of big traffic snafu or something? Right. That, I mean they were they were driving in from Iowa and it was just one of those things where it's just massive traffic, go figure, or bad traffic on Atlanta. So, you know, they got there late, so we, it was a tournament, and he was supposed to be in the first round, so we just stretched that thing out. I was literally barking out instructions to him. He gets out of the car in, like, shorts <laughs> and, like, and basically, like, slippers, like bath shoes, and I'm sitting there barking at him the whole time we're walking. I'm just like, all right, when you get there, when you hit the ring, and so we had to stretch out a match between Tommy Pinarelli and Mr. Eric. Think about that match at that time, oh, yes. Larry. Well, that, I, I was the there, and we I, re- I remember right. that. And <laughs> so I think my instructions were um, beat the crap out of both of them, especially the black guy. <laughs> and then, so he just goes in there and demolishes those guys. And uh, But, you know, we managed to, to get through that tournament anyway, and then he ended up uh, wrestling uh, two different great matches, you know, including the finals with Danny only, which sort of cemented Danny only as a singles guy. Um, so, you know, was it my finest booking hour? Probably not. I mean, I recall having to go to a, the ring and then get jumped by the empire and have them demolish me. And, you know, <laughs> did whatever, basically everybody did whatever they had to do just to keep the card exciting and, you know, take the eye off the ball. That's the other part of the Mucha Lucha thing. It sounds like is the art of, not just making the best out of a bad situation, but actually taking the eye off the ball and making you forget that this is a cluster, you know, of just going like, God, oh, there's, there's just things are just flying at me so fast. You know, it's, it's sort of, you want to give it the feel of that, like an Indiana Jones action scene where, you know, you think it's about one thing and then it just keeps getting worse and it keeps piling on. And then you're just, you're, you're just along for the ride. And you know, in the back of your mind, he's going to somehow get out of it, but it doesn't seem possible. That kind of chaos, that kind of like controlled chaos is what you got to do in these situations. And it didn't sound like that they did that. And um, there's numerous examples of wrestling of something going really, really wrong. And then, and one of two things happens, either a legendary moment is born where you improvise and make something great, or it just completely falls apart. And, uh, and then the whole card suffers for it and your promotion. So we'll, so hopefully Lucha can uh, recover from this and do kind of a make good on the next show. I think it would behoove them to be really upfront about stuff and just put on a really great show and guarantee, you know, they, they might have to hot shot a lot. You know, they might have to bring cage in. They might have to do all kinds of stuff to sort of get back in the good graces of the fans. Yeah. I think it, it behooves us to have um, Ricardo Ordaz on, if you would like to come on to talk about what, what their, what their plan is going forward and uh, you know, you know, promote their next event and, you know, see if they can recover from this because this is this is definitely not good. Um, 
and and it's a shame in the sense of they've you know they put on some really good shows and again similar to AWE brought in talent that you're not going to see anywhere else um, and, and and given the Atlanta fans a chance to see some of these guys and, and put on some great matches so it'd be a shame if it if it goes down uh, from this show hopefully that that's that's not what happens um, I'm getting messages from Mr Theory that he cannot get a connection where he is cannot get I don't he cannot get a uh, any kind of signal. Well, so, that's a shame. Uh, so yeah. I, I'd say we're just going to jump right into it because really the, the focus of this show is this is about the Georgia Wrestling History Awards and uh, announcing who the nominees are going to be for each category. Um, Larry, if you could, um, for, the, for the uninitiated, which I don't imagine there's many, but there's going to be some people that are kind of like, what are the Georgia Wrestling History Awards? Um, not just what are the categories, but how did it come about in the first place? I, I'd actually be interested to hear that. I don't know if I know the story of how these so originated. It, so going back to, oh, I want to say 2002, maybe 2001, somewhere around there, I'd have to go back and look. Um, there were two websites in Georgia that covered wrestling. There was, of course, Georgia Wrestling History and there was a, a site called, uh, called Georgia Wrestling TK. I don't know what the TK was, but that's what it was. The and infamous. That, that's, that's the, that's, you would get TK so you could get a free website. That was like okay. a free website. Mm-hmm. So um, initially, the TK site is the, are the ones who started doing the awards back around that time. And they did both a... Uh, industry award and they did fan voting awards and then they when they kind of you know went out of business then rich tate uh picked up the awards uh and started doing them through georgia wrestling history i think we did a fan award maybe one time if i remember right but uh basically it's been uh voting by the peers people in the industry not a fan vote we should make that clear it's not a popularity contest by the fans fans are not uh invited to to send in ballots for this um for the awards which is why they're more legitimate and again you know we go around and round about this every year not not me and you of course but there's always somebody who bitches and moans and complains about something but i'll, I'll just make my opinion on the matter like perfectly clear there is a validity to your peers voting for an award versus the fans. Um, the fans getting exactly what they want is kind of why we have a lot of problems in pro wrestling today, honestly. There's, it's the one time of the year where I feel like in Georgia wrestling, which I don't care how much people want to pretend that everybody's holding hands and if you're if you're worth anything as a performer and and as a promotion, you're competitive. Um, no matter how much people try to deny it, um, we always talk about numbers. Larry, when you text me from a show, the first thing you're texting me is how many people are at the show, right? Um, right. It's as, it's, as impo- it's as important as a thing as I mean, and but that's somebody that something that only somebody in wrestling would really care about, and so we'll tend to notice things that fans won't like for, you know, male performer award, like that's the kind of thing that the boys 
would sort of pay more attention to than the fans. The fans might react to something, but at the end of the day, there's kind of nuances and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm a big fan of the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. Um, I, I openly <laughs> desired to win them. I, I saw it as a sort of a high watermark for PCW when we finally were considered for things. Um, and I'm glad that it continues. And I think, you know, between you and I think Brian has done an amazing job sort of organizing everything and just making sure everything stays legitimate and on track. And I mean, it's, it's great. Even when like this year, I mean, every year you have a promotion where their people sort of make a push for that promotion to get a lot of attention. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's an indication that the awards have merit and importance, et cetera. Um, a couple of years ago, do you remember when, um, people try to have like a fan voting thing. <laughs> uh, it's always a debacle because it's always a ballot stuffing bullshit thing. That's why right. I think it's good that the fans are not involved in this. Um, and for God's sakes, I mean, if, if fans can do whatever they want, each promotion, I mean, it seems like a ton of promotions have their own stupid awards. Right. But at the end of the day, you know who we remember? We remember who Booker of the Year was last year because it was Georgia Wrestling History. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't remember these individual promotions award because who gives a shit? At the end of the day, um, it really means a lot, uh, I think, to the people who win. I mean, if you heard last year when Chip won Wrestler of the Year, uh, it was a genuinely emotional moment for him. You could feel yeah. it. Um, and that kind of validation um, from your peers is invaluable. Do the fans matter? Of course they do. Blah, 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 wah, wah, wah. But there's the Oscars and then there's the People's Choice Awards. And no one gives a fuck about the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my statement on all that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, w- Recently, so there's been some confusion about it, is the nominations, and that the nominations are not decided by me and you or me and you and Brian. That is also um, by industry nominate people within the industry receiving ballots or requesting ballots or just or sending their nominations into Brian. He sends out uh, and uh, puts posts saying he's accepting nominations and. Then we compile that and, and boil that down into the to the nominees, and of course, write-ins are always welcomed. And uh, certainly, I you know I want to again thank Brian Slack this year and every year for all that he does, not only with uh, compiling the balloting, but all the posts he does during the year of all the various shows and results. There would be no Georgia Wrestling History or DWH News and Notes without all the work that Brian puts in to do all those posts. So. A great thanks to him for um, all that he does for Georgia Wrestling. Um, mm. That said. And for the record, I don't even, and Brian would back this up and so would you, I don't even put in on the nominations. I don't even submit anybody. Um, I, I literally just wait and see um, how they're going to pan out. I do vote, but I don't, uh, I don't nominate anybody for anything. Um, so I, I really try to stay kind of hands-off I'm always going to have my opinions and I'm always going to say what I'm going to say, which will have some degree of influence, I guess. But I literally do not submit names for the nominations. So, yeah. 
So, shall we uh, delve into the nominees? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Uh, Best Referee Award. Nominees are Daryl Hall, Tristan Michaels, last year's winner, uh, D. Byers, David Weekly, and Chris Wiggins. So we got a couple of first-time nominees there. In uh, well, David Weekly. I don't know if did, did Daryl make the battle last year. I cannot remember, but I know David. I think Weekly Grandpa did. Yes. Yeah, yeah Grandpa made boat. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, and David Weekly is of course at NCW, SFCW. I think he's doing some anarchy too. Um, so um, great new, to see new, new names in a category yeah. like referee, which for a while was basically a three horse race for years and years and years. And um, it's nice to see it open up. Um, Tristan, of course, won last year. Um, and now he's in sort of the role of almost the head manager heel now at Peach State. So that's interesting. Um, new names, always wonderful. D. Byers is a, is a perennial. He's always on the list. Um, it used to be him and Kendall Wallace duking it out um, for the award with Dustin Robinson most of the years. And, and um, you know, I got to say my offhand thought is I think this is Grandpa's year. It seems like he's refereed for just about everybody. And even like big shows of import, if he's even sitting in the crowd, chances are you're getting grandpa to be in your ring to referee. And he's, he's the boy's first choice. I know that from firsthand experience. So, um, but it's going to be not, no, not to lobby for anybody, but good Lord, that guy has been everywhere. This year, (laughs) it's amazing how many shows Carol Hall has refereed this year. Uh, Yes. So certainly by volume, (laughs) he'd be the winner. (laughs) Quantity Um, matters, yes. (laughs) Best announcer award, nominees, Lionel Howard, that's the viral pro announcer, I believe. Scott Hensley for Scenic City. Jonathan Feltner, who... Said he was going to retire, but actually has done a number of announcing gigs this year. Jason Boyd out at uh, Peach State and uh, Josh Wheeler at AWE. Also, of course, the promoter of AWE. Those are those are the nominees for best announcer. Um, um, certainly, uh, it's you can. It, it's completely. I, I don't know. This is the most apples and oranges comparison between announcers there is. You have announcers that have only announced a handful of times you have guys that work steady in promotions that not a lot of people see. And then you have somebody who's like Josh Wheeler, who's, who's the owner of the promotion and kind of does the announcing duties as part of his whole deal, which I understand I used to do it too. I hate this fucking award. Um, like <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even hide it. Like, um, but again, it's been around for a long time. A lot of illustrious people have won it. Feltner's won it on multiple occasions. I'll be curious to see. This is one of the ones where I think um, a little hometown love is going to come into effect of people are going to basically vote in their guy for the promotion that they consider their home promotion. So that would be my guess anyway. Since a lot of people, it's kind of like show of the year where how many people have really heard all five of those ring announcers? You and you. Yeah. <laughs> Larry's probably the only one who's heard all of them. So well, uh, you know, it'll be interesting say, to one, see. 
one of my motivations for getting to Viral Pro, and I only got there one time, was because they did get a number of nominations last year. And I thought, I need to check out what they're doing and check out some of these mm-hmm. people. So, yes, I did hear Lionel Howard announce. Uh, I wrote once that your show doesn't count until Larry goes and sees it. And so they've done a great – I like – people would think that that would upset me. It's like, oh, it's ballot stuffing and viral pros just trying to get in there, guys. No, they're trying to – let everybody know that they're doing great stuff and they have the confidence to put up any number of people. And it got Larry to go to the show. And so that leads to more exposure and so on and so forth. So I, I see it as a positive, definitely. Uh, best live event. We've got Anarchy's Fright Night. Southern Fried Championship Wrestling's Crossroads. And... Southern Fried Championship Wrestling Shindig 4. Two nominations for Southern Fried. Uh, Bulletproof Wrestling's debut event. That's the one with Jimmy Havoc and Cody Rhodes. Uh, the 2017 Scenic City Invitational. Surprise, surprise, huh? And mm-hmm. the Wild Side Reunion Show. Also not a surprise. And AWE's Too Sweet. That's their November 13th show. And you know, it should be said, we've got a couple of potentially really good shows that, you know, by virtue of the calendar, never get considered, which is AWE's show of the year. And, the uh, you know, we got the Double Shot Christmas Chaos weekend uh, shows coming up this weekend. Yeah. And unless we get a massive write-in, they just don't get the, the, the consideration they possibly could because all those stand to be great shows. Yeah, I mean, and another thing about the Georgia Wrestling History Awards I like in general is they you really do encapsulate the year as best you can. Other award shows and things like that, you know, they have these sort of weird staggered times because they're trying to give everything consideration. Well, realistically, I mean, if show of the year ends up being this amazing slam bang thing, um, it's conceivable that enough write-ins would happen anyway. So, so really it is about as fair as you can be on this kind of kind of thing. Um, Fright night was probably the best top to bottom show. I think both of those Southern fried shows um, where you were at both of those, I think um, were kind of best Southern rest Southern fried's best sort of outings to date, as far as in ring action coupled with good angles. Um, You know, of course, scenic city is sort of, become the sort of high watermark for wrestling in general. Um, you know, all debates about, is it, a, is it a Georgia event, blah, blah, blah aside. And um, yeah, I mean, this year was no exception with Gunnar Miller really coming into his own and having arguably the best matches on the first and second night. So it's exciting. And, and of course the wild side reunion, again, it's, it's another apples to oranges thing where it's, how was the wrestling on the card with a, with a thing like the wild side reunion that really doesn't matter as much as the fact that this big spectacular tribute to a beloved promotion um, actually went off incredibly well. And I think everybody who went to that show, I think um, if you pulled everybody going out of all of those five shows, the people that left the wild side show probably had the biggest um, emotional experience and were probably the happiest with the show coming out um, wrestling aside. So it'll be interesting to see 
um, what people say, what people end up voting for, and all of that. Yeah, I mean, along those lines, it's pretty hard to beat the situation where you actually produce AJ Styles with the WWE Championship belt as a surprise to top off the show. That's yeah. pretty tough to beat. <laughs> uh, it, it reminded me of something, too, because recently there's been this sort of this push that I, I kind of hate, this sort of trend that I hate, and me hate something? Never. But like Charles in particular has been leading this charge of Georgia wrestling is back again. We're back on the map. We're doing great stuff again and blah, 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 blah. Um, Hey fat man. Um, Georgia wrestling has always been great. Like wild side. Is there a promotion right now that's doing better stuff than wild side did? I don't think so. Right. So between wild side and anarchy with a number of great promotions running. It's not that Georgia wrestling had sucked at any point and is now going through some kind of revival. It's just, it's always gone through sea changes, but the consistency of greatness has always been in that building. And Wildside's been around since God knows when, right? So between Wildside and anarchy, and you could argue that some of the best angles and stuff was done at anarchy, um, you know, and to have a reunion show that encapsulated that so effectively, I mean, it reminds me of One Night Stand, the first one, where I think most people thought that that was going to be a disaster. <laughs> like most of the, like in the back of your mind, you're thinking, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be WWF'd up. It's going to suck and blah, blah, blah. And they actually ended up pulling off something that captured some of that feeling. And like you said, does it get better than getting AJ Styles to come to your show? I just don't like who can touch that. Nobody can touch that historically. And for that to actually happen, it's amazing, amazing thing. Right. And all of the talkbacks and all that stuff that you could do around something that's so great and rich and real. Best promotion award, Southern fried championship wrestling, peach state wrestling Alliance, anarchy wrestling, Viral Pro Wrestling, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, and Georgia Premier Wrestling. So that, I mean, that pretty well covers the map there. I think uh, so. I, you know, it's, um, it wounds me that PCW is not there, but I completely understand in that if you look at that list of promotions, what's maybe the exception of Viral Pro, but, you know, obviously they've got um, a core that loves them and is willing to push them. But really... I mean, who should – that's that's so up in the air. I don't know if it's ever been this competitive in recent memory for promotion of the year. Usually it's between two or three, but I could make an argument for four or five. I, me too. And that's me pretty too. remarkable. Yeah. That, I mean, don't you think that's pretty amazing, right, that you could make the argument for four or five of those promotions? I mean, it's, yeah. you know, Georgia Premier is one that maybe people aren't familiar with, but they drew numbers – and they put on great matches and, you know, a lot of love for that promotion around, especially with the boys who work that show. So yeah. I think it's anybody's yeah. ball game, honestly. Brought in, brought in a lot of big names, ran a lot of different towns. You could, you know, every name on that list has, has strengths that you can make the argument for. And, um, and they're, dif you know, they all have different strengths. So yeah, very interesting this year in the best promotion category, mm -hmm. best Booker award, James Kitchens and Eric Milford for viral pro 
Dan Wilson for Anarchy, Todd Sexton for Southern Fried, Murder One for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, and Rick Michaels for Peach State Wrestling Alliance. Um, Rick has got to be considered the, forerun- the, the front runner in that he's won the award multiple occasions. And, you know, he could be credited as the booker for, I mean, though, technically you have other bookers like Rick's influence on NCW, for example, is sort of undeniable. His sort of sticking his nose in at anarchy (laughs) is sort of a well-guarded secret. And of course, Peach State, um, I I, I mean, I got to say, I'll just be upfront about it. Like if, if, if somebody wins it besides Dan, it's a travesty. Um, I, I think that guy took a promotion that not too long ago was drawing 40 and dead in the water. I mean, dead in the water and has restored it to the point where, you know, this two night thing is an event. Um, I just, I think so much of Dan and I think he really got a chance to show what he could do and what he could do is save a promotion through booking and through heat and through angles, which is exactly how it's supposed to be done. So. The, I couldn't agree more. The other thing I want to say about the list is uh, Matt Hankins should be on there, given what he's been up against at various points during this year, most, most recently with loss of you know, the, the main venue. I mean, I think he does a consistently excellent job booking, and he, he should be on that list. So, um, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nobody does more with less. And I don't say less as a way of diminishing the talent that goes there, but just in terms of the problems that come up, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, working with new guys. I mean, even like, let's take Rick, who's won Booker of the Year on multiple occasions. When Peach State has stumbled, and they stumbled this year, right? They stumbled because they were not able to successfully integrate new talent in a way that the audience would accept. And it hurt them at the box office, and it hurt them in terms of the shows. Whereas Hankins, I mean, half that roster is brand new every show. Yeah. And finds a way to make it work. But Dan, I mean, again, Dan is the first promotion since PCW, really, to take women's wrestling and really make a feud go. I mean, AWE has their women's division has done a great job as well, but Dan has, Dan did it not from scratch like AWE, but when you have all that tradition in that building and that tradition never included women's wrestling by and large. And he has helped make that a thing um, where it's an actual draw on the card and I mean, responsible for a couple of the names that we have for female performer of the year, and uh, that's a pretty impressive thing. Definitely, no doubt. Best manager of LA, of course, Jeff G. Bailey is on the list. Bill Barons, Matthias Darkthorn from AWE and UIW, Logan Chase, the third Georgia Premier. Joseph Brock the third, Southern Fried, and Coach Mikey from various places with the uh, Ugly Ducklings. <laughs> um, you know, what can you say about Manager of the Year? Um, whenever Jeff decides to stop doing it, the award will probably bear his name as well as Gary Hart's. Um, mm-hmm. 
Gunnar Miller had a breakout year, um, and Jeff was a big part of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jeff doesn't really need me to fucking campaign for him. Um, Matthias Darkthorn went from a guy who is absolutely terrible, um, probably the only manager that's ever shown up on a PCW show that never showed up again because he was just so <laughs> god-awful, but um, has managed to be better. And, you know, let's face it, AWE, all things being equal, would, would probably have rather had Jeff than him. But the fact that he even makes anything resembling a substitute for Jeff speaks volumes for him at AWE and being able to be uh, a mouthpiece at a promotion that matters instead of, you know, I mean, he's the guy that used to be at like hard times wrestling and now he's part of a hot click in the left-hand path, which is, you know, making a name for themselves. So that's to his credit. Logan Chase is a guy who's performed admirably on a show that's increasing in value and that matters. And same with Joseph Brock. I think you can argue that he's that guy that sort of stalwart sort of Jimmy Hart in Memphis figure where it's like, he's always got the important guys in his stable and he's always going to be around the main event angles uh, with his guys. So those promotions would, those promotions rely on those guys. So, and viral pro again, getting a guy in, I can't be mad at it. So, yeah, and you know I, that's a really good point about Brock and Logan Chase. They're really important key people for their promotions, and both do a very good job in in the roles they're in within their promotions. So yeah, I, uh, I've come to appreciate their both of those guys, both of their work more as the more I've seen of them. Um, yeah, you know Joseph both, Brock was the guy who actually contacted me when he first wanted to start doing managing stuff in Georgia, and I. I sent him Southern Fried's way. I said, I think with what PCW was doing at the time, he was sort of an ill fit with this sort of like half comedy nerd thing. Uh, I just, you know, that's when we were doing like MAME (laughs) with Quasi, you know, these like ruthless black guys who were destroying people. And then you had Jeff G cracking Rachel's head open with a chair. And I just was just like, there was no room for him then. And, you know, Southern Fried, you're welcome. Because I saw that it's not that he was bad. On the contrary, I was like, this, his, act would play with their audience so much better and right. it did and right. he's been a stalwart there for years and years now most improved wrestler award and folks there's great a category a bunch this bunch year of people we could mm-hmm. put in this category and yeah. narrowing this down was tough but here's what we got uh chris main who if i'm memory oh. serves is not only the battle royal king at AWE, he is the Viral Pro Champion. Yes, um, he is. Owen, Owen Knight, hear, here that he's on that list. Logan yes. Reed, Techi Makuji, and Adrian Armour, all very deserving folks on that list, plus many others that we could not, you know, that we didn't list. Adrian Armour um, has managed to become a main event player in AWE. Um, which is a hard promotion to get over on. You know, the fans rode him and like have this love-hate thing with him, and he's managed to come through to the point where he's wrestling the names that they're bringing in. So say no more about that. And the guy that we <laughs> used to derisively call Touch of My Coochie, um, <laughs> like – 
the he he won you over, didn't he? I mean, through the course of Southern Fried this year. I mean, did you think you were ever going to say a positive word about that dude when you first saw him? <laughs> no, but once I saw some of his matches, like with Michael Judas, oh my God, you know, and then with uh, Jeter, I mean, yeah, the guy brings it. Yeah, he's definitely got something. And I mean, you know, if if I was going to vote today, it's I mean, Logan Creed. What can you say? Who had better multiple matches with Gunnar Miller? Who had who? I mean, him and Brooklyn leading the the Heathens. Basically, Logan Creed worked on top at some point for every major promotion in the state. I, yeah, I could argue that Logan Creed would be should be an overall best wrestler had he held more titles and been you know that really other than that I mean when you look at his body of work he could be right there uh, in the overall wrestler category just when you look at all he's all he's done he just didn't hold major titles in right he wasn't the guy that you built your promotion around but he was right. the guy that held up and carried the guy that. You built your promotion around. Well said. Well said. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So awesome, awesome category. I mean, and sometimes, sometimes there's only a name or two for that category. So the fact that again this year, I think this year is more competitive than last year, which was more competitive than the year before in any number of categories. And it is wonderful to see. Remember how we would agonize about. Who's wrestler of the year? <laughs> like we would agonize because it'd be like, well, there's like two guys that sort of fit the bill, and no one else really did. And now, I mean, everything feels like a dogfight. And, and you know, now there's like enough women so that female category matters. That it's not just Pandora and friends, you know. So it's it's just a great time. It really is a good time in Georgia wrestling. Best tag team or stable award. Uh, JB Enterprises, Joseph Brock, Drew Blood, Brian Kane, Techi Makuji. The approved, Adrian Hawkins and Bobby Moore. Lynch Mob, Joey and Matt Lynch. Team Tag, Kevin Blue, Billy Buck, and Chris Spectra. Beautiful Bald Besties, winners for the last two years, Michael Stevens and Zach Edwards. And the Hierarchy, any number of these folks, Murder One, Adrian Armour, Iceberg, Martin Stone, Jimmy Rave, Joe Black, the list goes on and on, and Area Blake. Uh, so that's that's quite a stable. Yes, a lot of good choices I, I was going to say, I, I, I think a lot of good choices there. I think a lot of, I think the Lynches are going to get a lot of votes. Uh, I think, though, that this might be the year for hierarchy. I think, like, branching out and being a part of, Scenic City in the non-tournament match um, and that kind of thing, coupled with just always being the focal point at AWE. Um, I think this might be their year, though the besties who win it, um, who, who have won that award, boy, they always find a way to stay relevant. They always find a way to keep doing their thing. So it's going to be, again, it's going to be a dogfight, which will be, I bet you it comes down to a vote or two. That's my prediction for that oh, category. Yeah. And a couple teams that didn't get on there. Well, Team IOU, by virtue of the fact is they don't work other places, but um, AWE in general, and right. uh, with, with rare exceptions. And Ugly Ducklings, who you know probably just didn't have enough appearances. The appearances they had were out pretty awesome. 
but they just didn't run mm-hmm. that many matches in Georgia. Um, on to the Legends Award, and this is award is only awarded when the person with the most votes gets 50% of the total votes or more. So it's only been awarded a handful of times over the years. This year's uh, nominees, Woody Hollander, Murder One, Rick Michaels, Robert Gibson, and Mr. Hughes. Um, to me, it's per- two-person dogfight. It's, it's the love for Woody and wanting to give him this at this stage in his career versus Rick Michaels, who's kind of everywhere and everybody has to deal with him and everybody, you know, he's touched so many people through booking and uh, otherwise rumor goes, that's a joke. Um, But I think it's between Rick Michaels and Woody. And again, are all the other names on there? And Robert Gibson, I think, is somebody who will eventually get it if he sticks it out and continues to have a school and a promotion and continues to put out guys that wrestle around the state. Um, I think it's interesting that Hughes is there. Um, I, I imagine A.R. Fox is a name that will be there in a, in a couple of years as well. But uh, I'll be interested to see if the other people just play spoiler so nobody wins it. Again, remember, you got to get 50% of the votes. So if you feel very strongly for somebody, you definitely need to vote and get the vote out there. Rookie of the Year, this is a new a category that we uh, revived, and I don't think it's been on the ballot since the Georgia TK years. Uh, hmm. Nominees, Sean Legacy from Viral Pro, works primarily in Viral Pro. Uh, former guest on this show, AC Mack. Ike Cross, uh, Austin Theory, and mm-hmm. Andrew Duckworth. Again, I, I'm glad that this category exists. Um, because there were there were years where the person who was the sort of de facto rookie of the year would end up kind of getting votes for most improved just because people wanted to give them notice. I'm thinking of like Fred Yehi in his first year, for example. And um, so it's great to have it. I would say that Austin Theory was sort of the the runaway winner for this, except for the fact that he did not give us an interview tonight. So screw him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, Duckworth, these are all names that you hear. I mean, you hear about Ike and yeah. you hear about Duckworth. And, and um, I mean, it's a it's a testament to those guys that they're getting out there and getting their name. I mean, Austin Theory is the FIP freaking champion, for goodness sakes. And, you know, every promotion's putting him on top. It's one of the questions I wanted to ask him. Like, my God, is it too much too fast? Is he going to learn? Did, will he learn how to work an angle? without the title involved because everybody wants to give it to that guy because he's got the look. He's just got it. And um, that's what you're looking for, for a rookie of the year. I think is somebody who you can recognize, like that guy's got a chance to really go somewhere. Uh, just uh, responding back to Austin theory. He tried to, he tried again. I just told him to work not to try any further. He just cannot get a signal. So we'll, uh, uh, get him on in 2018. What can I say? Yeah, well, uh, I'm, best... yeah, well I mean, you know, if he if he wins the award, I'm sure he will find a way miraculously to call in and accept the award. So, <laughs> <laughs> best, 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 best female performer, mm. Roxy, Crystal Rose, Brooklyn Creed, Kiara Hogan, and Priscilla Kelly. A lot of new names on that list. 
Yeah, a lot of names and a lot of those new names came through Anarchy and kind of made their bones in Anarchy and really made their name there. Um, again, you know, Priscilla Kelly, I think it's pretty much agreed that she's on to she's going to be part of something bigger. Uh, I think Kiara Hogan, who recently had a setback, I saw a post that she did that I thought was really great. She was last year's winner um, where she said, you know, I found out that maybe I'm not ready for more, but I'm just going to keep scrapping and learning. And I'm like, that's what, what a great attitude to have. Yes. You know, yes. Um, it's, it's so welcome. And boy, I wish I wish more guys would say things like that with sincerity. Let me add that part. Um, yeah, I. I Again, for a category that used to be basically one and a half people, um, now you've got five legitimate contenders, all of whom had great matches this year, all of whom um, worked with somebody else on that list very effectively. So, again, I'm curious to see who gets the votes and wins. Uh, Best male performer, Chip Day. Sal Renaro, who has run at the one at the last two years, Billy Buck, Drew Blood, and Sugar Dunkerton. Hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm going to say this, though he may not win. I think what Billy Buck has managed to do, which is to take a persona that was very, I, I use the word safe, like it's a bad thing. What I mean is, it's hard to have a great baby face. And he was a great and genuinely beloved baby face. If somebody had said, oh, he's going to be a heel and he's going to be a really effective one, I got to be honest, I would not have believed it. But, Me too. Larry, you can probably attest, does Billy Buck work as a heel? He absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's impressive. And, of course, everybody other, else on that list, I mean, Sugar D is always great, um, d- does his thing on every card that he's on, and everybody else does a fantastic job, of course, um, including the multiple-time winner, you know, Sal Renaro. You can't say enough about that guy. Um, he, can, he can wrestle a great match. He can put over an angle. He can do comedy stuff, or he can do serious emotional-grabbing stuff. So, again, great list this year, just a great list. And I'm glad that, you know, Sugar worked enough Sugar matches worked in enough Georgia matches to Georgia. to get on that list because I always find him very entertaining. But, you know, he's been out of the state for a good bit the last few years and really hadn't been considered in Georgia awards. So it's nice to see him uh, uh, back in the mix. Best Technician mm-hmm. Award, Anthony Henry, Chip Day, Corey Hollis, uh, perennial winner Kyle Matthews, and Gladiator Jeremiah. Um, the best list of five that we've ever had. The yeah. best list. Of, I'm not saying that there are better than people who might have won it before or Jimmy Rave or anything like that. I think when you just look at any of the categories, it is the most solid group of nominees out of any of the categories. And certainly the best that we've ever had for technical. Up and down the board, there's no denying any of those guys' credentials. Um, you know, all of those guys are as good as they probably think they are. <laughs> Looking at you, Anthony. Looking at you, Anthony Henry. Um, like that is it. Any one of those guys are guys that you would bring in to, and you would feel totally confident that they are going to have a fantastic match. So, what more can you say? And no, all of those guys, in, interestingly enough, have worked some form of a named indie star this year. 
And True. all of them have also stretched a little bit and usually had a match with somebody who was either very green or somebody who wasn't known for their technical acumen and carried them to a very good match, all five of those guys. So a really great list. You know, I'm I'm always kind of secretly rooting for Slim J. I always think that he's a guy who – tends to get overlooked. Can you can you imagine that guy's been doing it this long and he's this good still? It just yeah. blows my mind. Just blows my mind. And he's never won that award, if I remember correctly, because Kyle Matthews has dominated that category for, you know, so many years. Um, another very impressive list, and that's the overall wrestler award. Last year's winner, Chip Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Theory. Kevin Blue, I'm glad to see him on there. Yeah, man, looking good, Gunner Kevin. Miller, of course, had to be there, and Odinson. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a number of guys who had breakout. Look, Kevin Blue seems like he has a breakout year every year, does he not? Like, it always seems like, oh, he broke out this year and it can't get any bigger, and then he gets bigger and he improves how he looks and he just finds ways to get better every year. I'm so glad he's on this list. Chip, of course, won it last year when he wasn't the AWE champion, finally got to win the big one. And we'll see if that has an influence on the voting this year, though. I mean, it would be hard to imagine anybody other than Gunnar Miller winning it. Um, He had a stellar year. He had the two best matches at the scenic city, of where they're calling him Mr. Scenic City. He was PCW champion for almost the entire year. Um, he's been anarchy champion for almost that entire year. Um, and, and clearly, it's, it's you know, I get the same feeling from him that I get from the Bullets and that I'm going to get from Priscilla Kelly. Like, I don't think Priscilla Kelly is going to be up for female performer in Georgia because she's going to be on the bigger and better things. I think there's a perception that the Bullets wrestle more out of state than they do in state, which is accurate. And I think Gunnar Miller is a guy that we all know is not long for the state. Um, that he just seems destined for bigger things. And the strides that that guy made this year in ring, I mean, carrying the performance in the main event of Sacred Ground, you know, like Jacob Ashworth getting his bell rung and Gunnar Miller getting him through that match where nobody even knew. I mean, that guy's he's wrestling on another level, and it just seems like his year. No doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Um, So just to – put a wrap on that the deadline for voting is december 30th uh if you're in the wrestling industry in georgia you didn't get a ballot write to brian and he'll send you one um and remember write-ins are welcome and we will be revealing the winners on the first tipping point of 2018 Yes, and that's going to be a great show. Again, we usually traditionally try to have the winners of the categories um, or the year that they had me on, even though I didn't win anything. I'm never going to let that go, Larry. I'm never going to let that go. <laughs> but um, but that's always a fun show and a great show, and uh, I'll try to whip up a surprise or two as well. But um, nice. definitely looking forward to that. And, again, if you are in the wrestling business, and chances are if you're listening to this, you are in some way, shape, or form, Definitely want to get your votes in. Um, you know, we even let Chris Nelms vote. So that's where we the do. bar is. So just know there's a good chance that you'll be allowed to vote. <laughs> so. 
And before we go, let's talk a little bit about this coming weekend. Of course, uh, we got the two-night Christmas chaos. Friday night, uh, the guest we didn't have, Austin Theory, faces Matt Riddle for the NCW Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know, <laughs> Theory's faced all kinds of folks this year, but he has not wrestled Riddle yet, so that's going to be interesting. Also on that card, a number one contenders match between Andrew Duckworth and Ike Cross two of the Rookie of the Year candidates. Uh, Then on Saturday night, Gunnar Miller and Matt Riddle, the only loss of Mm. Gunnar Miller's career that he has not avenged is with Matt Riddle. That is going to be something to see. Yes, Um, indeed. Also on that card, a three-way for the Heritage title, no time limit, Kyle Matthews, Billy Buck, and A.J. Gray. Team Tag versus Hate Junkies. For the tag titles, question is strict nine's a question mark due to injury at the last show. Um, interesting match: Jacob Ashworth versus Brad Cash, and Cash has requested a wrestling match. There will be no or anything of that nature. And if Cash no beats plunder, Ashworth, no plunder. If Cash beats Ashworth in a straight-up match, he gets his job back because he was fired. But Ashworth pleaded with Dan Wilson to give him a because he wanted cash, and now he's got him. But in a straight up wrestling match. Oh, fascinating stuff! I mean, yeah. you, that's it's hard to imagine being at any other card than uh, than at Anarchy and at NCW this weekend. And then the other shows to close out the year, of course, AWE Show of the Year will be on Wednesday, the twenty seventh after Christmas. Then the final two shows of the year, the 30th uh, in Loganville for Southern Fine Championship Wrestling, and then revealed today, mm-hmm. Platinum Championship Wrestling on New Year's Eve outdoors, outdoors, folks, in Porterdale at the, at the Memorial Gym. That should be interesting. Never boring. Matt Hankins trying to pull a rabbit out of the hat, and I have a feeling it's going to be a really, really, really big rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) That's one you did not want to miss. So, Larry, it's going to be the voting is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be insane, and I can't wait to the beginning of the year to find out who won everything. Well, Mr. Platinum, I hope you have a wonderful uh, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And uh I will see you in uh 2018, I guess. Yes, Larry and I will see everybody right at the beginning of 2018. Have a happy holidays everybody. Um hopefully I will have interesting things to report as you may have heard about the uh, MMA fighter, the woman who is sort of challenged by this comedian here in Florida. It turns out that fight is going to happen not 10 minutes away from my house. So I'm <laughs> going to be there on January the 6th, and hopefully I can land an interview with her or the comedian nice. if he isn't uh, eating his food through a straw. So please, we'll have please. to see how that goes. Yes, sir. Well, Larry, it has been a pleasure all year. Can't wait to see you in the new year. Uh, it's going to be even bigger and better, I would imagine. But anyway, get your ballots in, get your votes in, and we'll see you next year on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. 
Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.